A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. All right, episode, I don't even know. 39. 8, 9. 39. 30, really? Yeah, you, record, you should have recorded 38 without me. Yeah, unless that doesn't work out, and then this will be 38. Did we get the number right on that, Nolan? Yeah, the, the Sean, Father Sean is spot on, as usual. I'm smiling. Don't uh, don't make his head get any bigger. His headphones won't be able to fit. Ooh. All I I want to give a shout out to Michael Clawberg who figured out a way to watch this podcast. I don't know how that. Happened. <laughs> Wait, Clawberg of all people figured it out? No, Clawberg's always like, I watched your latest episode, and I'm like, how did you watch it? He goes, I uh, listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> now I got you. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching right now. Do you think he actually watches them, or he just says he watches them? I, I, you mean, like, mean, listens? Do you think he actually listens? Yeah. Do you yeah, think he, he, actually texted, definitely does. he texted me every week that a new episode didn't come. He sent me screenshots of his phone. Uh, this is sh- I mean, he took a picture of his phone saying that there was no new episodes. Yeah, he's, he's fixated, you yeah, might say. Yeah, he's into it, and he tells everybody about it, too. Yes. He's in the uh, the dozens of listeners then. His uh, his sense organs are so good. He's found a way to watch them. It's kind of like <laughs> I tasted the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably wondering who's 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 tasting this podcast. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Sean Greeley. It's that last that last episode smelled terrific. from a a distant land that people in long island don't like to recognize exists called new jersey montclair specifically montclair's a great little town i went to see a norm mcdonald show there once modest mouse is playing october modest mouse is playing october (laughs) shaw Greeley. if you think of who would ever see modest mouse it's shaw Greeley. nickelback right doesn't sean Greeley like nickelback um, would I describe Chad Kroger as the songbird of our generation? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you just say before we started? What's bouncing around like a beach ball at Nickelback concert? The podcast bouncing around the internet like a beach ball at Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean is here. We're it's he's in town for Memorial Day. I'm still on Long Island, so we're all on Long Island. That's fun. But we're not all together. No, we should have thought no. ahead. That wouldn't be really what we do on this podcast. That's true. No, it would be nice to do a, a podcast all together like we did that one time. With Ike. We sh- we'll figure it out. Either in June or July, we're going to do it. Maybe we'll go to New Jersey and do it. You could all come to CYMC. In Arizona? Yeah. You should do an episode in Arizona. Which is different youth ministers. You, Tilo, Clawberg. Wait, you guys are going again? Youth ministers as you could get. Oh, that's incredible. That would be right, Dolan. That would you could probably get some good special guest appearances on that episode. That would be a great episode. We could get Ike again. No, we don't want Ike anymore. We gotta we gotta let Ike's appearances rest. Oh, okay. He's only been on twice. He's gonna be he's gonna be there. 
He's been on twice. We can't have him on three times, right? Why? I guess you could have him back on. I mean, if it's just like me talking to random youth people, why not have him just say something? Yeah, it's true. Maybe you could record it from his house. So he could start by saying, hi, this is Ike and Dolo, and you're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. <laughs> Nolan, what have you been up to? You said you were tired. Why are you so tired? Because I got up really early and we went to IHOP. So um, I'm, I didn't get to sleep in, nor did I, uh, and I'm also in a food coma. So, What, did, what is Wait, your what, go-to what? at IHOP? I mean, typically it's like some kind of like strawberry banana pancakes or something like that with like, you know, all the good stuff on the side. But today I went a little crazy. I got French toast. Ah, was interesting. Was it was it injected with cinnamon? Here's the thing. It was it was King's Hawaiian roll French toast. You ever have a King's Hawaiian roll? Yeah. Like that's what like their makes new a thing. King's Hawaiian roll. It's like that's a I've never brand. had King's Hawaiian roll. Like usually you would put like pulled pork on it or like ham. And it's the deli- it's like a, just a that's delicious like, like dinner roll. It's kind of like oh. a potato roll, but it's like a little sweet. And uh yeah. Just oh, keep talking while the phone is ringing. All right, make sure you mute it though. Anyway, it was French toast out of a King's Hawaiian roll, and it was fantastic. Is that a Memorial Day tradition that you go to IHOP? No, but that was my one goal this weekend was to get to IHOP. I didn't care about anything. <laughs> Did your kids love it? They go crazy. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't say they go crazy, but they they appreciate pancakes. Brett likes so to try a little cultural bit of everything. Experience. What is? Uh, I feel like it's pretty American. Who, what is your son who bears my name? Try. He's the picky eater of the two, but he did try oh. sausage this morning and he liked it, and he did try um, an egg and he didn't like it. But he's just pretty much a one-trick pony. So he tried this. the sausage and didn't like it. No, he did. It was the egg that he didn't like. Egg. So what does he eat then? Pancakes? Just pancakes, yeah. So lots of syrup. I guess he's like... like <laughs> he's like Buddy the Elf. The syrup. Exactly. He's <laughs> like Buddy the Elf. Spaghetti and syrup. <laughs> Father Sean, how, have you, how are you spending your Memorial Day? I uh, am doing the Memorial Day parade, which is uh, a lot of fun. Can I be uh, honest for a minute? <laughs> yeah. I hate parades. So do I. <laughs> the worst. What a Why do you hate parades? What, you just watch people walk by. Exactly. It's it's preposterous. It's actually like, why didn't someone like a hundred years ago say like, why are we doing this? This is stupid. Let's stop this. <laughs> That's it. No more parades. That's what my dad would say. That's it. No more parades. Parades are canceled. <laughs> Parades I, I, I'm sorry, Sean. Do you like parades? I don't mean to to rain on your parades. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you have that set up, Nolan? I feel like that was at least a minute that you had that set Dude, up. Dude, it was not. It was 15 seconds at most. <laughs> well, it was so it. organic and beautiful. Oh, no, what but about real, like the? Uh... How does Sean feel about parades? I want to know. Well, you know, 
It depends. If it's like a St. Patrick's Day parade, I get super into that. Any other parade, I don't really care that much. <laughs> yeah, if there's bagpipes involved, I'm all about it. He only goes I, to bagpipe parades. Yeah. If I just saw a bunch of bagpipes walking by, I would stand outside. <laughs> In fact, they probably shouldn't. They probably shouldn't call anything a parade that doesn't involve bagpipes. I could get on board with that. Can you play the bagpipes, Sean? No, I wish. Maybe I'll take that up this summer. Yeah, that should be a summer hobby. Bagpipe lessons. What do you think the going rate for a bagpipe lesson is? Seems like something you need a lot of practice for. Do like three servings of corned beef. <laughs> That's my favorite song. <laughs> Does that song have a name? Is that like the hot cross buns of bagpipe? Like that's the first thing I've heard on the bagpipes. Would you wear a kilt, Sean? Uh, yeah, I would definitely wear a kilt. I feel like you would get just, you know, they seem like they're comfortable. <laughs> That was that was Sean's way. I would imagine of... there's a I would imagine there's a certain freedom to wearing a kilt. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, I just want sense the, of, of liberty. That the way Sean said that that was Sean's way of saying something inappropriate, catching himself, <laughs> stopping, and then saying, "Yeah, they'd be uncomfortable. Uh, they would be comfortable." I don't know how many of my students are going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> also, a note that I haven't brushed my teeth yet. Uh, Sean's with me. I'm drinking Duncan, so I'm like, yeah. Well, I brush my teeth. I'm just gonna add coffee breath to it. Yeah, you might as well wait till after you drink it. I'm, I'm with you. Thank you, but poor Sean's probably suffering over here. It's okay. All the people who watch the podcast will see her coffee-stained teeth. That's right. All the, all the, all the watch, all the watchers out there, and all the sniffers will know. Yeah, I wonder how many people could smell the podcast. You know, I saw a commercial. (laughs) Yeah. I saw a commercial for uh, of the future X Men. It was like X something new class or something like that. It's a horror movie. It's gonna be pretty isn't it, cool. Isn't it um, Dark Phoenix? It's supposed. No, no, no. To there's be another that. one that's like coming out in 2020, I think. Really? So. Oh, fact. maybe. Hmm. X Factor. All right. No. I don't know. All right. Let's move on <laughs> to the next segment. Yeah. I like Wolverine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like this podcast just welcomes inserting random nonsense. Alright, so... Our Memorial Day weekend, uh, Nolan and Sean, thanks for asking, um, <laughs> involved our cousin getting married on Friday. Cousin Hence Bobby? My... No, cousin Stephen. No. Cousin, was... cousin Bobby was present, but cousin Stephen got married, and it was a lovely wedding, right, Father Sean? I would agree with that. I had did a you lot celebrate of fun. It? I did. It's arguably the best wedding we've ever been to, and I think there's a lot of factors to that. One... Father Sean celebrated the mass. I was a groomsman. 
the dance party aspect of it was arguably the best ever at a wedding. Would you say that, Father Sean? Yeah, I had a blast at the party. I think it was a lot of – they had a band, which I normally don't like, but this is the second time I've heard this band because they were at our cousin's cousin's wedding. Um, and it, they're just they, – they play a lot of popular songs but like in a band way. So that was kind of fun. AKA they played, horns. Yeah, horns. They played they played two more songs than they were supposed to, which was a lot of fun too. That's always a plus. We convinced they, them by just chanting one more song to sing another song. And not only did it, we get one more song, we got two. Right. Then after that song they started chanting Sweet Caroline. Nice. And that's and what, it end, what that. ended it? Yeah. That's pretty cliche though. I, I'm just I'm not saying the song choice was the best. I'm just okay. saying that the fact that they listened and that was what made it the best. As long as it wasn't living on a prayer. No, it was not living no. on a prayer. You know, come to think of it, they never played Don't Stop Believing. I was going to say, that would be, I think, the most cliche. That's the most cliche, definitely. They never played it. Did they play Africa by Toto? <laughs> no. They didn't play that either. But when they played Shout, it got rowdy. I people don't you being, make me want to shout. People were being tossed around. It's a mosh pit. There was a mosh pit. There was people were being shouted at. It was crazy. Speaking, but, speaking of Africa by Toto, I just requested that at a wedding that I'll be attending in June. <laughs> on their wedding website, they had a song request thing. Ooh. Africa by Toto, 100%. There's no way you're there. I, uh, I think I might have done that too. Yeah. Didn't we talk about that at the, the uh, bridal shower? You can't say bridal shower because it makes it sound like we went to a bridal shower. <laughs> it, 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 a couple shower. It was an engagement party. It was an engagement party, Father Sean. But it you said couple right. shower. They played games and stuff. The next day I went Sherman to another party. shower. I had never been to a shower in my life. I've taken showers, but I've never Disgusting. been to a shower in my life. Oh, How many oh, showers okay. have you taken in your life? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. More than I can count. I've never been to a shower with that many people before. (laughs) 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 How was the shower, though, Sean? Was it Father Sean? Was it good? I at which one? The first one that that Sean Greeley. I was at two in one weekend. One I didn't realize was a shower, and the other one I knew. (laughs) So the one. Hopefully, he brought the one a towel. that Sean Greeley was at, that one I knew was a shower, and that one was fun. The other one was fine. I just didn't know it was a shower. I was invited to come, and I came. It was all women. The water didn't give it away. No, I thought it was just like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I can't even recover from that. <laughs> no. All right, let's move, move on, on from the shower thing. Anyone let's going hope- to any barbecues today? No, hold on. We're not giving. <laughs> Let me do the segue. Well, no, hold on. That was awful. Speak, speaking of showers, my opening line at the wedding was this. This is the first time I'm doing a wedding for somebody that I've taken a bath with. That's <laughs> nothing to do with showers. Yeah, that's Sorry, that was your first line of the homily? That was my opening line because my cousin is only nine months older than me. So when we were babies... I don't even know if we ever did take a bath together, but it <laughs> but worked now more than likely. else does. More than likely, it seems <laughs> like that would have been the case. That was a great line. That's that's fantastic. That must have broken <laughs> really well. 
I think the the what I liked most about the wedding was the two families. It was like they they described it as dynasties coming together, and it's pretty funny. Because everyone knew, no, everyone knew each true. other. One per, this one person dated that person. This person went to prom with that person. This Wait person a second. Sells Both salami sides of the family person. knew each other? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was, it like, was pretty interesting. It was like Where was this the, wedding? In Oyster Bay. West Virginia? The mansion. Uh, no, it was... <laughs> their family is a big family. And their family has has gone to prom with, dated been friends with members of my cousin's family. So, like, the other side of the family. So, like, his mom, who's not our blood relative, like, her family is friends with the family that my cousin married into. Just say that again so everyone heard it. The not blood relative (laughs) part. (laughs) It's just a lot of people who know each other, a lot of big families. And a lot of food. <laughs> Lots of food. Lots of vitality. Food delicious. Food. It was delicious. We got it to was see very good family. Food. We saw, saw our cousin Jacqueline that we haven't seen in seven years. But we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Joey danced. Uncle Joey danced for the first time in a while. It was just a victorious wedding. It was. So, Uncle Ned's kids there? What was, was that? Nolan? I said we're Uncle Ned's kids there. We don't oh, have Uncle Ned's, Uncle yeah, Ned's. Uncle Ned's kids. No, he's referencing Wedding Crashers. I, wedding Crashers, I know. Then why'd you respond with, we don't have an Uncle Ed, Ned? <laughs> I want Uncle everyone Ed. to know we do have an Uncle Ed and his kids. We have an Uncle Ed. So that, that's close Ned is enough. a nickname so, yes. for Edward. Could be. Is Nedward? It no, is it? Nedward. It is. My, I, have an, I had an Uncle Ned and his real name is Edward. So it's Ted. Ted is a nickname for Edward too, which makes no sense to me. Uh, that, that is kind of no weird, sense. right? It's a nickname yeah. for Theodore. Yeah, that's Theodore. Like Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, aka Edward. Doctor Edward Shree. Doctor Edward Shree. He's a Catholic theologian. He gets called Ted. Ted Shree. Well, what about uh, what about Ted Kennedy? Edward Kennedy. Right. Yeah. That's weird. That's like that's like your na- your name is Sean, but you go by Bond sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so are are TED Talks actually Edward Talks? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Teddy so Ruxman is in fact Edward Ruxman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, this is good. <laughs> I'd say the best Bill, part of the William wedding. William and Edwards, excellent adventure. <laughs> what was William that? William and Edwards? <laughs> what did you just say, Sean? The movie Ted was what? It was about a bear named Edward. <laughs> <laughs> best best hitting best hitting baseball player ever, Edward Williams. <laughs> yes. It be it, it actually literally could be Edward. Like that could be his name. It's not even a joke. Yeah. Or it could be Theodore. I don't know. He he looked like the. Theodore. I don't know. It's a great mystery. <laughs> it's a great. It's one of those ba- great bis- baseball mysteries. <laughs> yeah. The world may never know. In fact, speaking of baseball, uh, anyone go to a barbecue this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you have to write up baseball again. 
I thought we said we weren't going to talk about the Mets. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. So I was one last thing so about the wedding. Up. Best part about the wedding was they met at youth group. How about that? Oh, oh someone's good. calling. You think they're calling our house, Father Sean, about mass? <laughs> they, they want it. Yeah, they want you guys to answer if there's a mass yeah. here. Father Sean's so, busy. Funny story. He, funny Father Sean's busy. He's doing a group. mediocre podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny story about that youth group. My aunt kept telling me that I had to go to this youth group. I had to go to this youth group. And I was like, fine. I went. In the beginning of the meeting, the two youth ministers said that they were not coming back next year. And everybody started to cry. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I never went to another meeting. My cousin <laughs> continued to go. He married a girl from the youth group. I stopped going. I'm a priest. Everybody went. That was also in the homily. Good line. It was. All right. Before the next segment, real quick. You better be careful. This might become the Untitled Wedding Podcast. This is going to be the Untitled Wedding <laughs> Podcast. I can talk about that wedding this whole podcast. That's how much fun I had. All right, Nolan. So if you had to go to a barbecue today, what's on the menu? Go. And I actually have to barbecue myself today, and I don't even have a grill yet. I have like. <laughs> Wait, you have to bark. You don't even. How many people have it over? Um, like six plus kids. No, All right, yeah, four you, you, plus plus kids. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of people coming over. You have a. You need to get a grill. I do. I went to buy a grill on Saturday night from Home Depot, and um, after waiting 20 minutes for uh, someone to come help us out from getting paged he hel- he didn't really help us out because he basically just read what was on the sheet that I could read on my own and then I and then he left and then when we finally decided on what we wanted we had to get another guy to come and he came over and we told him what we wanted and he said all right I'll be right back with your grill and he never came back <laughs> what do you think he went? We waited, we, wait, we waited 40 minutes and he never came back. I have no idea. All I know is that he, so he, the guy was like, all right, I'll be right back with your grill. And he walked away. And then Brett was like, um, I got to go potty. So my wife drove him home anticipating that by the time she got back with them, I would be online with the grill. And because we only live like two minutes away from Home Depot. And when they came back, I was still in the same spot waiting. And we waited like another 10, 20 minutes, and he never, uh, he never came back. So we just left without a grill. Maybe it's he just a sad story. Yeah, know. I, I he did. just realized I, I, I don't want to sell grills anymore. Or maybe he was like Poor walking guy. to get the grill, and he looked at the time, and he was like, "Wait, I'm supposed to be on break right now," and then just went on break. I don't How know. much assembly is required for a grill? Are you gonna have enough time to pull this off, Nolan? I'm hoping to get one that's already assembled. At this point, Facebook Marketplace. You just buy it. And then I gotta go pick it up from someone's house. George Foreman. I don't know about about chicken sausage and steak on a George Foreman grill. (laughs) That's true. So that's what's on the menu: chicken sausage and steak. Yeah. You guys want to come over? Oh yeah! Thanks for the invite. Now. Want to if you could? Yeah, yeah. If you if you could. You guys want to come over? We're having a barbecue in an hour. 
without a grill. Are you grilling, Justin? We uh, grilling? we had a barbecue. Drinking beet juice. <laughs> I'm grilling beet juice. I'm grilling beets and then juicing them. I'm not really hungry. I have a beet juice. No, we had, we had a uh, a feast yesterday. I feel like at one point Sean was over. At one point there were probably thirty people here, right? Yeah, yeah. It was at one a point lot I was the only there. person, and about an hour and a half later, <laughs> yeah. there were thirty people here. Yeah, Sean was the only person for uh, about an hour and a half, and then all of a sudden <laughs> the, the floodgates opened. Yeah, and then there were a lot of people. The rotating in and out. You had meats on on the grill. But here's the thing: my dad won't let me cook. I don't even ask anymore. Really? I've stopped asking. I've, I'm, I will never offer again. Because you seem it, like it to is, me someone who would like to cook. I, I would love to. If you were like, you throw you on the grill for a couple hours, I'd love it. But I'm never, I will never ask. If my, as long as my dad is capable, never. It's his thing, right? It's his thing. It's too stressful. I once, I once offered... Apple cart. No, I once offered to make chicken wings, so I marinated them for a few hours and I put all this stuff in it. It's going to be like Mediterranean, like lemon juice, oregano, paprika, stuff like that. And I was going to grill them. And my dad took two out of the bag, just put them under the sink and just washed everything that I put on them off. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> it was that moment, Nolan. And I'm like, I will never cook in this house ever again. So I won't. I'll offer to clean up and stuff and set up. I'll do all that other stuff, but grill never. I don't know if you guys could see it, but you're not mad about it. Tear coming in story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So everyone who watches this podcast can certainly see it. Yeah, they but it was very good. We had hot dogs, hamburgers, ribs, steak. What else, Sean? Pinwheel macaroni with broccoli. Pinwheel mm. macaroni with broccoli. A little sausage and pepper action. Sausage and peppers. Um, just regular salad. Lots of desserts. Lots of desserts. Oh yeah, lots of desserts. It was great. Then we watched the game. A solid barbecue. <clears throat> that seems like a good time to go to a break. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> cut this off. So. We are here, as we said, with Sean Greeley, and Sean, well, first of all, we had an organic moment that wasn't recorded, so let's recreate that organic moment. Sean, have you ever met Nolan? Nolan, have you ever met Sean? I think in the organic moment, Nolan went first. Well, in that case, I have not met Sean, but I have heard of him. Did that sound natural? That sounded very natural, yeah. It was as if it happened real moment. And then Sean responded no, with... No, I actually... <laughs> I, uh, let's uh, just suffice it to say, we've heard of each other. Yeah. Yes, you've heard of each other, but our MO on this podcast is for the, Father Sean to make a, grows. a ton of noise grows. getting the holes out of his drawer. Jeez. Is he opening a bag of chips over there? Yeah, when he opened a bag of chips... I'm eating Skittles. <laughs> I'm eating Skittles. Um, that's kind of our MO is for Nolan. We haven't taste tested anything in a while. That he's, that he's heard Justin of. was yeah, supposed to taste I, test I have, watermelon. Uh, 
All right, no one. Seltzers, but. Let Shard speak, Father Shard. Jeez. I was just going to say, I've heard it. I, I can't hear anything that. I heard Nolan talk. I couldn't hear you talking, so I just assumed that it was Nolan talking. So you just started it sucking like, on halls? Sure. <laughs> uh, everything you were saying, Justin, I did not hear. I just heard Nolan say, We haven't tasted tested anything in a while. So I was like, Oh, Justin was supposed to. And then I realized that you were talking, and this is all falling apart right now. This is all falling apart. This is awful. Sean, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> So, Sean, what you were gonna say something about Nolan? All I was gonna say was that so I went to I went to Hofstra University. I'm a New Jersey native, and in my time being involved in Hofstra's Catholic campus ministry, people always talked about Nolan as like a legendary ministry figure on Long Island. But I had never met him. But now I get to speak with him on this podcast, which is exciting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I always heard the uh, same thing. I heard that uh, you were holding down the fort at Hofstra campus ministry uh legend i always um i would always uh, shared uh you know ever since father sean was there that hofstra was uh was one of the most happening campus ministries uh newman clubs if you will on uh, on long island so i can't speak for how it's been since 2016 but <laughs> <laughs> so sean is now the active campus minister at montclair state university is that right that is correct, in New Jersey. And I had a question I just forgot. <laughs> Will, isn't it like known for being one of the most active campus ministries in the country? Yeah, so this had happened, um, I guess, like two or three years ago now, where somebody decided, some, I think it was kind of a random website, decided to actually take the time to rank like the top 50 Newman centers in the country, which, God bless them for that. <laughs> but um, they had ranked... Montclair State University at number three, um, ahead of a lot of big state schools with much larger Newman centers. So I guess it does hold a pretty healthy reputation on a national level anyway. So what was number one? I think number one was Illinois, and number two might have been Bowling Green State University. I'm not 100% sure. Interesting. Where was Hofstra ranked? Um top 20 yeah maybe <laughs> that was after i graduated i don't know <laughs> it was top 20 when you were there now it's top <laughs> maybe top 75 yeah didn't make the top 50 um so what what does your role look like as campus minister of montclair yeah so i think i could you know i'm in charge of a lot of the uh programming and event planning and i run a lot of different types of ministry type things like um, we did like an Advent Bible study and we did the book a book study with the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis and I helped like facilitate cool. mission trips and retreats and things like that. My campus minister in college described the campus minister job as being a professional nice person though, which I think is probably the best description. A professional <laughs> nice I would agree person. with that. <laughs> I would it's agree way with that. Sean have that position. That's why I was only a <laughs> campus minister for a year. And the God and then God called me to other things. It's like you're too nice to be. Now, a campus now you don't have to be nice. You're too though. not nice to be a campus minister. Exactly. There's also like a counseling aspect and like listening to students, um, either like personal or spiritual concerns and issues that help them work through some of that stuff too. 
Why don't, why don't you tell us some of the uh, things that kids have to talk to you about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a seal of confession. It's not a confession. That's true. Sean could say whatever he wants. Go ahead. Tell, tell the people what they want. <laughs> Give them the dirt. What do you mean by the campus minister gamut there, Father Sean? I was in campus ministry when I was in college. I was a campus minister after I graduated. And then I was a chaplain. You're the, that's like the trifecta of campus right. ministry. Were you ever in involved with campus ministry on the college level, Nolan? To be honest with you, not really. I, I did have a, I went to SUNY New Paltz, which did have a campus ministry. I definitely didn't participate on a, on a regular basis, um, though I do know and, and uh, still know the campus minister there. Um, and they do some good things. But, uh, yeah, for me, college, I, my way of kind of staying connected to the faith was just getting involved in the local parish. Um, I actually helped out with the youth group there. So, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, looking back, it's something I wish I did. That poses a good question then, which I'll ask Sean to then go to Father Sean. Why is campus ministry so important? I think we could all answer that individually. But as a campus minister, why? what would your answer be? Yeah. So, first of all, obviously, like being working in the Catholic Church and working for Catholic campus ministry, I think our goal in campus ministry is to help students connect to the like global church or like the larger church, like the institutional church, so that when they do move on from a campus, they can actually connect with a community that um, they're familiar with the faith and the ways practice and things like that. But on a larger scale, I would say campus ministry in general is important because it actually encourages students to ask the big questions in life that we sometimes kind of like put aside until, you know, later in adult life, like what you're actually called to and who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing and what you're supposed to live your life for. Um, That a lot of times, you know, even in in college where people are technically adults, you get so sidelined with other things and so distracted with other things that just kind of put that off so trying to encourage students to um take that vision of the world and start to prioritize things based on that and then so you then break do you like what's the strategy to accomplish that it sounds like there's like different facets of it meaning there's like the educational the spiritual the charity the fun like how is it broken up to achieve that yeah well, one of the challenges, I think, is that students are always coming at you from different levels as far as their faith goes. You know, you have some who are involved in their youth par- youth ministry and parish, parish life growing up, and they come in primed to go and, like, ready to deepen their relationship with Christ. And that's awesome when you get that. But also you have some coming in from broken families or just total non-faith backgrounds that just start coming around, and then you have to be able to cater them, too. So there definitely are a lot of social aspects that go along with it, um, like community meetings that aren't always steep in theology but we always try to encourage that um and a lot of the times it's development of faith through things like service and charitable works like you said um retreats are usually one of the big things that um, get people to kind of personalize their faith a little bit more when they spend an extended amount of time in an intentional way starting to consider some of those bigger questions and how god operates in their life what what would you say is like what's the challenge of getting kids to come like what's the strategy there um i 
think there's a lot of distrust as far as Christianity goes in general, and specifically the Catholic Church, and especially in the Northeast in New Jersey or Long Island or places like that where a lot of people are Catholic but just don't go anymore to Mass or their families don't care. Um, and they, they just kind of assume, like, I am Catholic. It doesn't really matter if I, you know, do this or not. So trying to just encourage people, one, that it, it isn't, weird to go to mass and it isn't weird to practice your faith i think that's always a hurdle that people have to kind of jump over um and actually encourage them to start again like once they start to understand and deepen a little bit more start to hopefully get them to realize the freedom that goes along with having a relationship with god and um what it means to have a relationship with god and how to put that into your life you know within the within the practice of actually going to mass and things like that, but also in your day-to-day life and, you know, moment to moment, considering how God is operating. Father Sean, what would you add to the... I would agree with... I had to take a call in the middle of that, so from what I heard, I would agree with what, what Sean said. And I think it's it's just one of those points where it's when we're becoming adults, right? And it's when your faith has to become real. So... You want to be there in that journey to be able to help people as their faith becomes theirs. It becomes real. It's not something that they inherited anymore, but something that they, they take hold on. And you want to have that balance of, of um, being inviting, but at the same time being challenging and, and you know challenging people to take, take the next step and, and to move forward in their faith and really to just to become disciples. Because... One of my fears is always if you create like a really nice community, once they leave the community, then that's the end of it. But if you're an intentional follower of Jesus Christ, if you're someone who really is uh, saying yes to Christ, then wherever you end up, wherever you go, you're going to continue to follow him. Mm. That's funny they bring that up, Father Sean, because what what I've always wondered, so for me, like working in youth ministry, high school youth ministry, Chemist ministry in college has always been something I've liked. I tried to steer kids to like, okay, you're in youth ministry now. You're involved in the church as a teenager. Like when you go off to college, like I, I love to hear when kids are involved in their Catholic campus ministries and their Newman centers at their various colleges. But at the same time, I wonder. I've always wondered, like for you guys, um, is it more the experience of kids that are coming from youth group and joining your Catholic campus ministries or? Is it, is it more like the the student who wasn't really involved in in youth group, um, maybe was Catholic and and but never really practicing or their family was not really too uh, too into the faith too devout, um, that are kind of like finding and discovering it themselves, um, or even like not at all. Like what what's your experience of of the students that that come to uh, to Catholic campus ministry? I'm gonna give you a very Catholic answer. It's a both end. Mm-hmm. You have the people who come in who are plugged in in some way, shape, or form at their parish or their high school. So, like, maybe they weren't in a youth group, but they went to Holy Trinity and Nolan Reynolds was there to to kind of help them along. Or uh, or you have the people who are, like, they've been – like, I've had lots of people who have just been away a long time, saw something that said there was mass, came, heard me, and then wanted to talk to me. As simple as that. I, I would think for some, you know, especially that have no uh – uh, background in the uh, in the faith, or or were never really practicing Catholics, you know, part of that college experience is kind of like discovering new things and finding new things, and that could actually work in your favor as a as a ca- campus minister to kind of like um, use that 
you know, to welcome them into, you know, something that is pretty countercultural nowadays. Yeah, I th- I would definitely agree with most of what Father Sean said. Um, I I can give a little personal testimony to this, where like I went to a Catholic high school in New Jersey and really was not involved in campus ministry at all there with my parish or anything. Um, you know, I like altar served growing up and got confirmed and everything, but I had no real intention of joining campus ministry. But then my first weekend at college, I went on a trip that the school was sponsoring to the city on the, the to walk the High Line tour there or the little Highline Trail, and I met a girl who I thought was really cute, and then she was talking about how she wanted to go to Mass that day on the train ride back, and I was like, oh, I'm Catholic, I'll go with you, because I just wanted to spend more time with her, and then I went to Mass, and ended up meeting, like, these other people in my building that were going to Mass, and met the chaplain and the campus minister, and got connected, and then this uh, my one friend specifically um, brought me to or convinced me to go on a mission trip that winter and that connected me a lot deeper like seeing the service in action and connecting with things like daily mass and eucharistic adoration that connected me a lot deeper with my faith and that's what kind of encouraged me to stay with it and then that's where sean met me that's right and here we are and it was all downhill from there it was all down (laughs) sitting on a couch with bad breath talking about campus ministry Smashing Dunkins. Smashing Dunkins. Um, I think that's this is. I have one more question. What is the? It's very similar to Ricky. Yeah, it's a similar story. You guys are just vain. Um, <laughs> my last question is: um, How does the university handle the the Newman Center like are they supportive are they kind of resistant is it do you feel like you're constantly fighting them um so I know definitely at Montclair State we actually just celebrated the 50th year the Newman Center has been on campus this year which is um definitely great yeah it's been around six, 1967 um so I guess last year but um Montclair State is definitely a very secular um liberal university Luckily, we, we've been blessed to have a full-time chaplain there. He's been there for about 10 years, Father Jim Chern, um, uh, notorious for being on the Catholic Guy show on Sirius XM radio. Maybe we should get him. Uh, yeah. We'll get him to follow up on this episode. There we go. Not to be confused with Father Jim Chern. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so the university, he's been, he's been great working on a great relationship with them and very good relationship with most of the administrators. Um, but there are definitely times where there's some um, hesitancy to give the Newman Center some considerations with certain things. Um, but for the most part, we have a good working relationship. I think a lot of the time it's just finding a balance between like they want to make sure there's a whole separation of church and state thing, and they want to make sure that we're not proselytizing to students and things like that. But the Newman Center itself and the, you know, the Catholic student organization has developed a really good uh, reputation on campus. So. We're, we're blessed to be able to work with that. That's all. That's good to hear. That's probably like one of the main goals. I would yeah. think one of the uh, your main objectives with campus college campus ministry is to really, you know, establish yourself as as a as an organization that can be respected and um, is doing good things and is, um, you know, just for that very purpose to to make sure nobody is uh you know, kind of labeling the the Catholic organization as like the, the wacky ones or the, the, the crazy ones, but as, as part of a real important part of the, the campus mission. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's also known among administration that students in the Newton centers typically have, like, higher involvement on campus, typically have a higher GPA. Um, they know that students that come down there with issues get them resolved or we find them the resources that they need. So they do trust us with regard to all those things as well. Um, so. Well, cool. That's awesome. Father Sean forgot to mute his mic. He just ran off somewhere. I guess that's our sign to wrap things up. Sean, thank you for joining us. Oh, it was my pleasure. Are you going to spread the word to your students that you're on a mediocre podcast without a title? I'm going to be posting this all over social media. Maybe I'll post it on the uh, our, our official Newman Catholic Instagram. That's at Newman underscore Catholic for all you listeners out there. There you go. At Newman score under Catholic. <laughs> yeah, you just New butcher that underscore Catholic. <laughs> You Man. you are a cataholic underscore Newman. <laughs> Father Sean. I have to go. God bless everybody who listened to this podcast. So Father Sean had to leave. Um, we'll use the audio that he used at a later time. But I don't know, Sean, if you've listened to the podcast or not. Um, I have. So you know then that there's always a final question. Yes. Sometimes um, I'll admit, I'm kind of like, Listening to it in the background of what I'm doing. Okay, so uh, usually the final question um, is, it kind of takes a while to answer because it's kind of controversial. So um, you mentioned that you loved bagpipes and that you were Irish. So uh, I know there's kind of been a controversial um, vote on abortion in Ireland. So I figured now would be a good time to share your thoughts to the dozens of people that listen uh, <laughs> what you are, what your overall thoughts on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been talking about this quite a bit with uh, Father Jim and our office manager at Montclair. And, um... Amen! Oh, man! <laughs> well, guess what? I think we might have to just have you and Father Jim come back to talk about this. I think that's the solution here. That's the only... I mean, we just ran out of or time. We could, or we could just say that that the uh, the results of that election sucked. <laughs> Father Sean had to leave abruptly. He's getting called to do priest things, whatever that means. <laughs> Nolan's got to buy a grill. He's having people over. And I got to go back to New Jersey. And yeah, Sean has to go back to New Jersey. And I have, oh, I have to check. Ah, oh, crap. I have to check into a flight. I forgot. I'm screwed. I got to do that too. Oh, great. All right. Well, anyway, Nolan, we'll talk to you soon. Sean, why don't you why don't you say God bless everyone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan, it was so great to meet you over this podcast that we just recorded. You too, man. I look forward to uh, meeting in real life. Not this not this virtual world we've created for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. See you guys. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.